Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes. The more you can increase the context and awareness and familiarity between the person who you are wanting to, uh, you know, build a relationship with and yourself, the stronger the possibility that you're going to meet, you know, and build whatever you want to build. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously. Check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WeRLATech for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations. So go to refillfuel.com. That's R E F I L L F U E L.com. Code WeRLATech for $10 off. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash we are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash we are LA Tech. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. I am in the Santa Monica Sound Studio Beach House Cowork, and I am loving being beachside. It is amazing summer, and I am here with such an enthusiast of the LA Tech community, David Martell. So I can't wait to introduce you to him. Hello, David. Hi, Esprit. It's so good to be here. <laughs> Yay! So I love how supportive you are of the LA Tech community. So I kind of just wanted to connect you to the community so they could find out just as much as I appreciate you, a little bit about you so they could appreciate your existence here in Los Angeles, too. Are you from L.A. originally? No, I'm originally from Philadelphia, Philly suburbs. And when did you move to Los Angeles? I've been here quite a long time, uh, 2001, actually. And what area in L.A. did you pick? Uh, I originally uh, picked, it just sort of stumbled upon yeah. Sherman Oaks right by Studio City. Right. And you're here at Beach House Cowork, too. Yes, so which when, is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. When did you, Beach House Cowork, for you guys that don't know, it's it's absolutely amazing. Go to, I think it's beachhousecowork.com to find out more. So when did you first discover the tech community in Los Angeles? Great question. You know, I, 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 I don't have an exact time that I can think of. Probably, you know, I think I was working in tech before I discovered the community. I was working with Samsung and uh, I, you might be the one of the, you probably are the first person who I associated with a community of technology. Me or we are LA yeah, tech. Well, we are LA tech yeah. and you as the person <laughs> who I associate with, we are LA tech. The mother know? hen. <laughs> I went to a really cool event it was i think it was um it was a screening for that great film uh about the uh the virus uh yes zero the computer hour. one yes is that, is that with what it was magnolia called? pictures yeah thank you magnolia yeah. for supporting us there yeah great great experience that was my i think the first event i'd gone to i've just gone to a couple of your events yeah. and uh yeah it was really interesting to uh to be part of that 
And what you said you were at Samsung and a few other tech companies. What brought you to or like what role did you play within these different companies? So before, so basically I started out in media. I did media, all different kinds of media production work uh, on the creative end. And then I transitioned into marketing based on some feedback from different people who suggested as a sort of a creative person, marketing was a good sort of broad field to, to, uh, to kind of look at. So right. I worked with uh, Samsung uh through an agency, but right. I was sort of dedicated to Samsung to their uh, consumer electronics division. And I worked uh, in the, in primarily in the field. So I worked on all their product categories uh, all across the country, working right. with different people who well consumers and with different people who sold their products. Right. Uh, so, you know, working uh, with folks in Best Buys and all different retail stores, figure out what what people like, what people don't like, and, uh, you know, what influences buying decisions sort right. of right on the, right on the uh, sales floor. Now, yeah. would you have considered yourself in tech at that point? Uh, you know what? Not in the same way that I do at this point. Right. Uh, and, yeah, no, not the same way. When did you experience that transition? And you know what? Before I even move into that, um, where can people kind of cyber stalk you? Do you hang out on Instagram or Twitter or do you think they should just email you? What, what's best for you? Facebook? You know, <laughs> it's funny because there's actually a David Martell who uh, in Canada yeah. as of, I think, maybe five or six years ago, which is really funny because he sort of looks like me. But that uh, it is but not, it's not you. Me, but it's not so me. people can find you on Twitter, right? So they right? can find me by, um, they can definitely find me on Twitter at David J. Martell. They can Spell find, that for everybody? Yes. At David J. Martell, D-A-V-I-D-J. Martell, M-A-R-T-E-L, all together, no dots or dashes. Yeah. Uh, and that is, that is the, uh, that's the way to do Perfect. it. Perfect. And so I was going to ask, when was that moment for you that you transitioned from working with a company like Samsung mm. to being like, oh, I love the tech world, the startup world. I want to mm. pursue that life more. What, what did that life even mean to you? So, yeah, you know, I have always been at heart a creator and a builder uh, since I was a kid. And I, I don't know if it was being you know, an only child and having uh, the Legos and having that is such a great <laughs> yeah. form of entertainment, totally. you know? Yeah. Um, but I think the way I look at it is that with a lot of the work that I was doing in marketing, a lot of it was marketing research and looking at how other products are launched and, uh, received by customers. And I was working with a lot of big companies and a lot of big products and putting in a lot of feedback that ultimately was hoping would sort of transition into, well, I was putting in a lot of actionable insight, which ideally would inform stronger, more useful products. For consumers, uh, you mean at your job in in these in these earlier roles I was working yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in 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 consumer electronics, right. especially in technology, right? Uh, and but I felt that it I wasn't I wasn't making enough of as much of an impact as I would have liked because right. a lot of that feels like it's just going into a black hole, right? 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 Especially totally. with large companies, you. I understand. Yeah. So that uh, after working in those roles for a good period of time. Uh, and really having that desire to 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 create uh, 
that I think at, at, at a particular, at a certain point, I, I really wanted to move forward with some of my own ideas that right. I, I had brewing. And, and what was one of those initial ideas, even if it didn't work out? Sure. <laughs> one was, this is the first one that comes to my mind and it's not a, uh, it's not a digital product, but it was something that I called the car concierge. And I think it's probably because when I first got out here, I had a, I got a convertible right. like a year after I got out here and I realized Good that, choice. yeah. <laughs> and I realized that, you know, so, and this is, you're going to right away, you're going to be like, that's such a niche product. Yeah. But, um, you know, you can hang things and in LA you're easily living in your car, right? right. You can hang things from the sort of garment hooks on in, in the back right. seat, right? right? In cars. But convertibles, of course, they don't have those those hooks, right? True. So for the whole market of convertibles, which is more, uh, you know, which which is larger out in places like L.A., right? How what are your options? So I came up with this invention to allow you to hang things on the sort of flush mount with the back of the seat. Right. um, And then that it would hold them sort of. Uh, so the wind wouldn't blow sort of the garments away. And whatever happened to it? Did you take uh, action I didn't, on it? It didn't, it didn't, uh, didn't get traction in the way Did I wanted. Did you build a prototype? I, I didn't build a, a full on prototype because, uh, because of multiple reasons. Hashtag but, life. But, yes. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but that's the first one. That's one of the first sort of, uh, Very cool. solutions that I, I can that's think really of. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then, so when you started to immerse yourself into the LA tech and startup, community specifically, what were the top resources that really helped you integrate into the tech scene and start to build the network there? You know, I think probably using just my network, understanding that people, when you're going from you know, marketing and work that I'd done earlier in media and looking to do more work in product development, you know, that's that's a kind of lateral transition. Right. So for me, uh, it's been about... Uh, it's it's been about just trying to talk with people who are open to having conversations and uh, you know having coffee and yeah uh, and just learning about how I can help other people and and um, learn from them and you know just kind of create a uh, kind of some win wins and that's kind of been my path for the most part. And how are you able to reach out to people in order to schedule the coffees? How, were, was everyone receptive? Uh, you know, I think there's there's different reasons you do that, right? Um, I think LinkedIn is great. I think Facebook can be great. There's so many ways of doing that. Uh, no, but no, of course not. No, not everybody is receptive, and you have to uh, you have to be open to uh, to rejection. Sure. What were some of the ways that really worked for you? Something that people listening right now can walk away with and try okay. themselves. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm still for different projects. I'm, I'm trying to get off the ground. You know, I still have to sort of do reach out to people in cold ways. So I think if you're trying to say for, you have a startup and you're trying to connect with somebody, uh, at a company who you're, give me, give me an example, a spree of a company that, Richard Branson, Virgin. Wow. That's huge. Okay. So, okay. So we'll use that. We're going to use that example. Michael Dubin, Dollar Shave Club. Okay, so I don't personally know Richard Branson. Uh, If I was going to give someone advice on how to contact him, perhaps I would say this. Uh, You know, I I might 
I might say, you know, look at your network uh, in LinkedIn, right? And uh, for somebody like him, right? Because he's he's a real specific specific guy. So whether or not this applies, who knows? But but look at your uh, your network. Of course, look at the degrees of connection, and you want to make sure that your profile, of course, these this right. is all obvious, is really well put together. Uh, and then when you're writing uh, notes to try to get closer and closer to somebody like that, or to somebody that he, uh, who, who uh, one of his colleagues or something like right. that, you want to you want to be very authentic and. And if if that's something that's challenging for you, have work, uh, get feedback on the notes that you're writing. Totally. Uh, and that that's that's the start is to you want to with somebody like that, you want to very I would say it would be a slow process and you closer and closer, move closer to that person um, rather you- than assuming you could get to that person right away. Yeah. Would you like to hear how I met Richard Branson three times? Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Time one number one, any any of us can do. Went to, I actually snuck in to a conference um, and uh, asked a question. And I found out personal information from him, which was, you know, what books really interested him. Got a book. Second time did not work. Got his favorite book. Sent it to his corporate office. Didn't work. Right. Kept on, held on to that book, wrote a personal inscription. Uh, Then the next time I met him, it was because I introduced two people putting a conference and they had him headline. However, at the time I was going through something where I was like, I am in control of my destiny. So they sat me next to Richard Branson because I'm responsible for making the introductions. And I didn't talk to him at all because I was like no one's in control of my destiny is ridiculous life regrets hashtag and then and then I was like why am I such an idiot so years later I had the same book that I hadn't given to him yet and after his um his talk in LA actually I gave him uh the we are LA tech t-shirt and the book with the inscription so it's just about you know just going after them possible and just seeing what happens. Yeah, conferences is great. And that makes my answer seem so anticlimactic. <laughs> no. I love it. No, no, no conference. That is, that is okay. So here's an, here's another thing. Tell me what you think about this. So okay. if you attend uh, a, a conference, right. and if you're fortunate to meet somebody like Richard Branson, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And that's great. And that's, and that's, that's, that is, I don't I'm even think say it's, that that's probably the number one way to do it. I don't sure. even think it's fortunate. I think yeah. it's hustle. Sure. It's hustle. Sure. Like every time I raise my hand, you know, when they ask you for Q&A after like a conference or event and and you have the opportunity to raise your hand and introduce yourself or whatever. I'm literally sweating and nervous, but I push myself, even though I've given like a crazy amount of keynotes and everything. I am also that person in the crowd raising my hand, totally freaked out. You allow yourself to be be nervous. That's okay, though. But then you're able to form that connection with the speaker. Yeah, that's, and maybe they're interested. I've heard people ask for jobs. I've heard people ask for investors to invest in their company. But you have to be quick and you have to know what's mutually beneficial in that 15 seconds. So you have to be really well prepared for that 15 seconds. And then you have to push yourself through your own insecurities and fears to just do it anyway. Yeah, that yeah. That, that, that I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think if you go and you meet somebody that's fantastic if you're if you don't meet somebody but you've attended and you heard somebody right. speak 
and you write them a letter afterwards right. and say, you I know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed yes. hearing you speak. I think that creates a certain kind of context. Totally. And I think that that can be very helpful in creating a more uh, sort of a likelihood that they're going 100%. to res- respond. And there's yeah. all different reasons for that. Yeah. But it's very interesting, I think, how that works. Yeah. And it makes sense if yeah. you're writing an authentic note, if you yeah. were at, if you listen to somebody, you appreciate yeah. what they had to say. You said, you know, and then you want to make a connection. Yeah. You have a reason. Like you said, totally. you, you, you have a particular reason right in mind and you make totally. your email very succinct and clear 100%. and efficient. I completely agree. I just gave a talk a few days ago and today I saw that I received emails. It was strange that it was a few days later, but received emails from multiple people who watched the talk. And I literally have a mental note. I have to make sure to go back and not miss those emails. And they wrote the event name in the subject line. So I knew they where they were coming from. Yeah. 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 It's very, yeah. Con- everything is about co- context is so important. Establishing context in your communications uh, and incre- and the more you can increase the context uh, uh, and awareness and familiarity between the person who you are wanting to, uh, you know, build a relationship with yeah. and yourself, and the more you can increase that context, whatever that means, right. uh, the, the, the stronger the possibility that you're going to meet, you know, and build whatever you want to build. So So I hope that was helpful to everybody. So before we start to wrap up, I want to ask, you've been here at Beach House now for a little bit and you've been in the LA tech scene. What's one tech talent or company or startup that's really impressed you? Someone in LA that you think we should all know about? Yeah. So, well, so I'm I'm standing with one of them and another one. Another one. David is really a huge supporter of the LA tech community. You guys, I'm not kidding. I I think any of you who want, like who have that vision, who've maybe just moved here to LA or you're just really passionate. I hear that all the time about uniting the LA tech community. Definitely take up David on connecting with him via Twitter and like make that relationship happen because the more of us that stick together to really support one another's success, the faster that we'll all grow. Thanks, Esprit. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> you know, I think right right now, I would say I would say Beach House. I think this is a really great community. Uh, that's it's new. It's and this location is very very interesting. It's just beginning to uh, uh, to sort of rise up. I think. Definitely. With, with with tech. And I think we're even sort of on the northern end of like Silicon Beach, right? Yeah. Well, I love I love being on Main Street where, yeah, a stone's throw away from the beach. We're about a block away. And it's amazing. You guys should check out the photos. Um, beachhousecowork.com. It's it is a really, really cool place. It makes me feel like the same energy as the old Koloff back in like 2009, um, which is, is it's refreshing. Um, okay, one more question. If you had one ask of the community, something mm. they can do to support you in your success, what would that ask be? Connect with me on Twitter, you know, at David J. Martell, and let me know uh, what you care about and, and how you'd like to collaborate. Uh, and especially if there are things that you see that I'm interested in uh, and that we have in common. And are you on LinkedIn too? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you guys cyberstalk him on LinkedIn and it, spell your name again for everybody so they could find you on LinkedIn. Uh, it's uh, David Martell and David J. Martell at David J. Martell on Twitter. 
Perfect. And so you guys make sure to take David up on connecting for coffee, as he talked about earlier in the episode, and just having that conversation about collaboration. You guys can tell I like all my C's. (laughs) And I will talk to you guys here. You guys see you guys in the next episode. Remember, there are over 800 extraordinary people in the private We Are LA Tech chat. Just go to wearelatech.com slash VIP. That's wearelatech.com slash VIP. Bye. Bye. We Are LA Tech is independently funded by the community. We couldn't make this happen without your support. If you too want to contribute to We Are LA Tech and see us making the podcast, building the mobile apps, creating the events year after year, consider contributing at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash We Are LA Tech. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.